Welcome guys, today we'll be talking about how to overcome false beliefs that your prospects might have. Now this is super important because the thing is, if they have some beliefs, right, in their mind, and they believe it's true, but it's actually false, they will not convert into a client, they will not give you their contact details, they will not inquire with you if you um, can't overcome those false beliefs with them. My name is Cornel Ladigan, co-founder of BizVideo. The purpose of this podcast is to take you on a journey of how we use story to grow our business. Thank you for joining me today. So I've got a little bit of a backstory. A few years ago, it's probably like 10 years ago now, I started, I looked into mountain biking. I was like, man, this mountain biking looks amazing. It's adventurous and um, you know, I needed to do something um, to do with fitness. Because at the time I was doing bodybuilding, right? So I would literally go on a, um, every single morning, I'd go on a treadmill and walk for an hour at six kilometers an hour to burn fat, right? And then I, I'd do the heavy workout in the evening. And after a few years, I got super over it. I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this like gym and cardio, like six Ks an hour, just walking there much longer. I want to, to do something new. And I saw all these mountain bike videos. I'm like, that, that looks awesome. And 10 years ago, mountain biking wasn't as big as it, as it is now. So I had no friends, nothing that, um, that were doing mountain biking at the time. And, uh, but you know what, the, the thing is at the time, um, I, I've never done any long distance or anything, right? So back in school, when, it, when I had to do the, the long distance running, right, the, the cross country running, I would hate it. I would just walk the whole way. You know, I, I was never that type of person that would do these long distance, high intensity type of workouts. I was the steady kind of guy, like doing my weights and everything. And you know, at the same time, I'm like, man, this mountain biking is really dangerous, right? And I also thought, well, if I want to start mountain biking, I've got to get a serious mountain bike. And at the stage, I just had this little red giant that was like worth 600 bucks. Um, it looked like a mountain bike, but it wasn't. Okay, it was literally just to ride around town. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm probably going to have to invest um, $2,000 into a mountain bike. And then later on, I found out, yeah, well, you can spend a lot more. You can spend 10 or 15 grand on a mountain bike. So anyway, so, but the thing is like at the time, like uh, I probably won't be able to go for long rides either, you know, because the thing is what goes down must go up again or what goes up must go down. So if I go downhill, which I was really interested in um, because it's just really passive, you can just go, right? Um, you've got to go back up again. And yes, I did want to do this for fitness, but the thing was at the time I was like, uh, well, I need to work um, up to it a little bit more. So yeah, I just felt like I wasn't fit enough. And, um, and I really needed something exciting because I was getting over this gym thing. So going to the gym every single day, no, really got over it. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should try mountain biking. Um, it looks pretty cool, like it's extreme. Um, I was a little bit scared because it's dangerous, but again, I'm like, I was, I was attracted to this, this adventurous side of things, you know, this extreme thing. And then one day we were actually at a barbecue, you know, a friend's barbecue, and we were cooking up a lot of meat. Back then it was just like all meat, like bodybuilding days, we'd, you know, cook steaks and T-bones, and literally I've got this photo somewhere that I found the other day. And the thing is, at, um, these days I don't eat too much meat, I'll probably eat meat like once or twice a week. Anyway. Um, and it was just this whole plate. I was holding it up like this and my one friend was holding it up like that with like just meat packed on the plates. It was just crazy. So the same friend, he's like, hey, I've just started. Um, no, actually, I brought up the thing. I'm like, you know what? I've been keen to mountain bike. And he's like, you know what? I've, I've got a mountain bike. You know, I've, I actually have a friend that mountain bikes as well. Um, I can ask him to take us out to Narang Forest where we can go mountain biking. Because the thing is, Narang Forest, like you don't know where to start. You don't know where to go. It's quite big. And um, at, at that time, they had all these little secret trails and everything. 
Um, again, it's, it looks a lot different these days because everyone mountain bikes. You can't even get a park at Narang Forest. So anyway, um, go, uh, and I'm like, yeah, fantastic. Let's go mountain biking. Let's, uh, my friend said, I'll, I'll ask my friend straight away. And, um, you know, what we did then was like, I think it was like a week or two after that, uh, the friend, they, they both picked me up. We went to the servo, pumped up the tires, you know, that's the one thing about bike riding, like this is one thing I really hate about bike riding, is the fact that you have to um, always prep the bike. So even if you ride every single day, for some reason when you go down to your bike, you've got to do something, right? And you always have to get it ready. You can't just like go on it and then ride, you know? You can't, you've got to prep something. So anyway, we're at the servo, servo um, uh, pumping up the tires and everything. And we decided, let's, uh, at the time, there was actually a downhill, um, race and also a cross-country race day happening at it's called Ilimba so I think it's like the other side of Kanangra or around Kanangra here on the like uh, half an hour 45 minutes from the Gold Coast inland and we were watching all these pros just going hard at it and we saw the craziest stacks and again in my mind I'm like oh man that, that looks super dangerous like I don't know if I want to do that kind of thing and then we would watch the cross-country side of things but they would like because the downhill is like you go up they normally shuttle you up and you just race down and then with the cross country that's like a loop that you go up and down and up and down it's more like a like a fitness based race but also very technical so i'll look at those guys i'm like wow i'll never be able to do that because that is super like fitness like look at those guys they just smash it they're machines um, shaved legs like in their lycra and everything they're just smashing it i'm like there's no way i'll be able to keep up with that kind of thing so anyway we watched these guys saw a lot of stacks saw those things uh, saw a lot of nice mountain bikes that were probably like worth five to ten grand at that time and then afterwards we went to narang state forest and at the time again i had this red giant it was like worth 500 600 bucks that i bought just to commit like just to literally ride around ride to the beach and things like that um, anyway, I enjoyed like the first five minutes of riding. So when we got there, you know, I still remember the smell. It was nice and hot. And for some reason, when you get into Narang Forest, there's a lot of eucalyptus type of trees. And I just remember that smell. It's like this eucalyptus smell and it's warm. And I, I honestly, I love that, that smell and everything else like that. However, when you start like five minutes later, you're just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die. Like, this is insane. Because the thing is as well, Narang, you actually start at the bottom and then you go up. So, um, and then, you know, what goes up, goes up. <laughs> so I was just smashed. Anyway, so we kept riding and I had a couple of stacks. I fell off this little bridge and everything else like that. A total noob. This is my first time on my mountain bike. And I'm just like, at that day, I'm like, I will never mountain bike again. Okay, I will never mountain bike again. This is just crazy. It's way too exhausting. I fell a few times, I'm bleeding. It's not fun. My bike, the wheels bent, everything else like that. Anyway, I went home. And then for some reason, uh, half an hour afterwards when I, when I was at home, I was like, man, that was pretty cool. That felt good. I was like, man, I, sh I should probably, you know, look into this a little further. And as the days went past, I'm like, man, I, I really want to go mountain bike. For some, for some reason, I, I was hooked. And then the next weekend, we went again. And that time was a little bit better because I got better. Like the second time. It's crazy. And then I got hooked on it. Now I'm looking at all the little technical things like derailers and this and like all these bikes and carbon fiber and yeah, what clothing should I wear? So I just got like hit hard. And then, you know, then I had something new. So I was like, I was pretty excited. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to gym too much anymore. Like I, I will still gym, but this is not going to be my main focus. And um, it made me realize like, hey, I can actually do this. And as the months went past, I actually got a lot better and so on. And um, funnily enough, a year later, I think it was a year, 
later. I decided that I'm going to enter this big race. Now, I did a couple of races. And every, now, the race is um, a story for another time. But a year later, I entered one of the biggest mountain bike races in the world, in South Africa. So I'm living in Australia. I had to go over to South Africa and do this eight-day stage race. And let's just say that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Now, the thing is why, and I'll, again, I'll tell you that story on a later date, but why am I telling you this story? In the beginning, what were my false beliefs? Let me go back. The first thing was I, I've never done long distance before, right? I won't be able to keep up. So that's a false belief in my mind, right? Another thing is it's dangerous, right? So I won't be able to keep up. That's like an internal kind of fear that I had. And at the same time, it's a desire because I'm like, I want to actually do this. I want to be able to do long distance because I've always just done the bodybuilding, right? So I've got that internal. The second one is an external one, which is this looks super dangerous, right? Uh, what if I stack? Uh, this sport looks dangerous. And then the other thing was like mountain bikes are expensive. Like not just the mountain bike. Now, now you've got to get the clothing. You've got to get all this stuff and the maintenance and everything. And it adds up. Trust me. Those were my false beliefs. Now, if I didn't go on the journey to sell myself on this idea of going mountain biking, what would have happened? I would never have invested the money, right, into getting the right gear, all the mountain bikes I've had over the years. I would have never tried it and gone like even further and everything else to, to become fit so I can do that long distance stuff. And the other thing is like I would have, like if I kept thinking it's dangerous, and it is dangerous, right? That's probably my biggest fear still at this moment. That fear went away, but now it's back again. Is like it's dangerous. But then at the time, I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this in a safe as possible way, right? Doesn't mean I, I still won't stack. I had heaps of stacks, but I did overcome that false belief of, hey, I'm in a stack every single time I do this. So I had to overcome those fears. Now, again, why am I telling you this story? Because the thing is, if your clients, your pro sorry, if your prospects have these false beliefs, and I guarantee you they've got false beliefs, I just I just spoke to Tim, right? Tim that you know works here with us at Bizvideo, and a lead came through, and the guy said, "I'm I'm a, I'm a small business, right? I know video costs a lot of money, right? It's a big a big investment. Um, that's one fear, and then the other fear is like, oh, I'm not sure if this is going to work for my business, and I'm like, wow, he said all that in one little inquiry, like he he just gave us two false beliefs right there, because the thing is like number one. If you've got a really good business, you sell an awesome product or give a really good service and um, yeah, you're ethical and all those things and you actually help people, all right? the videos that we create doesn't become a cost. I know everyone says this, but you have to get this in your mind because I'm trying to give you some analogies for you to think about for your own business, right? Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm telling my story here. If, if I can help him understand that, hey, if we create this story, this overview film for you, for your business, if we create case studies for you, if we create other video content, okay, and it actually helps converting more people, right, to use your product and service and so on, no long, it's no longer a cost anymore. It's an investment. And I know, like, it sounds so cliche, but the thing is, it's, it's true. Your clients will actually pay for the video. So you've got to think about that. Like, how do we do it for, uh, for your own business? So here are three little tips. The first thing is, think about what are some of the false beliefs that your prospects have when it, when it comes to the product or the service. So we call that the vehicle or the business or the industry. What false beliefs do they have? If you're a financial planner, what false beliefs do people have about the financial industry? This doesn't even 
uh, it doesn't matter where your prospect looks, they will have this false belief everywhere. The next thing is, is what false belief do they have personally, right? So like I, like I said, with the mountain biking, one of my thing was like, oh, I'm not fit enough, I won't be able to do this like long distance. That's an internal fear. And then external, again, is like another fear was it's dangerous and then also the bikes will be very expensive. So those were some of the false beliefs. So again, product related, product service related. What are some of the false beliefs? Number two, what um, internal fears do they have? False beliefs do they have? And what external false beliefs do they have? Go map that out. Just do one for each, right? And then what you can do then is go brainstorm on each one. How are you going to overcome this false belief using story? Because story and analogies is the best way to overcome false beliefs. So this is what, my, what we normally do with our clients. We normally sit them down. Don't know if you can see. So over there, there's like a whiteboard kind of thing. We um, write down some of these, these false beliefs. Now we do more than one. And then we go circle the really important ones. Now we go, okay, cool. In the overview film, how can we overcome some of these false beliefs in that story, the overview video of the business? Number two, how can we create the case study stories in such a way to, again, overcome some of those false beliefs? So some case studies will focus on just one false belief, right? And the great thing is, is a case study is done by a client and they're giving you the story, right? So they're saying, I had this false belief, right? Basically like that. I overcome that b belief because I identified the fact that it is false. It is incorrect, right? And now look where I'm at now. Look at my results now because for me, the client, if I overcome the false belief in my mind, I'm, I'm going to grow because I'm making a decision to invest in your company, right? Whether it's to buy a mountain bike or to get a video or whatever you sell, and then they, they actually uh, get value and then they grow as a person or as a business. So anyway, we map that out for the overview film, case studies, and the next thing is content videos. So can we create specific content videos to overcome a false belief? Right? So for most of my clients, I go, choose five. We do five content videos. Now again, there's three categories of false beliefs. We do at least one on each, and then on the other ones, the most important ones. All right? So that could be uh, product and service, uh, or even industry specific. And one other false belief is always it's going to be price. Everyone is always, always, always concerned about price, even if it's a dollar. Okay? It doesn't matter if it's a dollar or a million dollars. They will have that false belief that, hey, this costs too much for what it is. But now, what we can do in these content videos is overcome that false belief by creating value in their mind so that they are sold on it. And again, we do this through story because the thing is, by telling a story, it's just, hey, I'm just telling you the story. And then the client will put themselves, the prospect will put themselves in the shoes of that story and imagine it. And that's why we use things like I was at the Narang, at Narang Forest with the trees and I remember the smell and it was like humid and everything and like the eucalyptus, like I love that smell. So that gets them to, you've got to use senses and then that gets them to think about like with their senses as well, put themselves in that position. It's like, hey, yes, that is my false belief. That's exactly the same false belief I have. This is how we're going to overcome it. And then what we do then is we, once we've identified all these false beliefs and planned our videos accordingly, now we go create the most amazing videos that represents our clients' businesses, right? As their only choice for their prospect. Okay, that, I'm just telling you, this is what we do for our clients, right? But that's what I would suggest for you is map out some of those false beliefs. Think about some of the prospects you have now. Even better, pick up the phone, right? Pick up the phone, 
Call some of your clients right now. What false beliefs did you have before you did business with us? What stopped you? Okay? Because I can guarantee you that your, your clients at the moment, successful clients, they didn't just sign up straight away. Right? They would have gone through this journey, they would go and think about it, think about it, all these things. But the only thing they're doing is they're thinking about these false beliefs and a lot of the time that's really bad because it's just concreting that false belief even more. So you've got to give them reasons through story to overcome that false belief in their own mind. Right? So I hope that makes a lot of sense. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, again, the, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to give as much value as possible give an insight as to how we think and how we create video, right, to, um, to really improve the sales process, to, to help telling that story and getting prospects to, to go on a journey with us through story and to convert more sales. That's my purpose. I want to give as much as possible. So with that in mind, please comment on these videos. Uh, what stood out to you the most? What you learned most? What do you want to learn about even more? Okay, because I've got so much information in my head. We're doing this every single day. We're getting awesome results for our clients. And I want to share that because I want more businesses, ethical, good businesses, right? Good um, sales professionals, salespeople that are selling, that are honest and ethical to get even more business and help even more people if you believe you're actually helping a lot of people. So have a fantastic day, guys, and I hope you've enjoyed this.